on this day, let's pray with the reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the customs post. He said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this and said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He heard this and said, Those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. A hymn of our liturgy in Spanish beautifully describes what I have wanted to convey to you these days regarding the presence of the Lord in our lives during the day, and how it is necessary at the end of each day to review in our hearts His manifestations, His presence, so that our day may not have been in vain, so that it may not have been just another day. It's worth listening to a translation of this prayer. I come to you, Lord, feeling tired. How much fatigue my shoulders are carrying at the end of the day. Give me your strength and tender touch to heal my sorrows. I went out this morning among men and found so many rich men who were poor. The earth weeps because without you life is worthless. So many battered, disillusioned men whose clumsy hands seek asylum in you. They seek your friendly love, all your holy fire, for they are cold. I ploughed the land and sowed wheat. You gave the growth for your children. Thus, in the evening, with great weariness, I praise you, Father. I want to go out with you every day and return in the evening as your friend. Return home and extend my hands to you, thanking you. How beautiful it would be if we could say this every day in our hearts, knowing that if we go out with Him, if we allow ourselves to be accompanied by His love, nothing we do, nothing that has happened to us will have been in vain. On the contrary, everything can become reason to praise Him. How beautiful that in spite of our tiredness, after having worked all day long, after having given ourselves to our daily tasks, after having done everything possible to love, we may extend our hands to give Him everything, so that He may transform it, thanking Him for everything and in everything. In today's glimpse of the Gospel, Jesus' words correct us, in a way. They want to help us to awaken the heart in case it's asleep. Today, as always, his words give us a shalt, which is often necessary, because we tend to forget. Every now and then, we need to be given a healthy sudden shock, so to speak. 
Jesus gave the Pharisees and the scribes a shout, even though not all of them wanted to listen to him in their hearts. The same thing can happen to us. Jesus tried to shatter the pride the Pharisees carried in their hearts, almost like second nature. But he wasn't always able to do so, and they got even angrier. In fact, we don't know what happened to these men. We don't know if they finally converted. We only know about a few of them, like Nicodemus. But about the rest, only the Father knows. But what we do know is that they loved to think negatively. They loved to give dirty looks. They loved to understand everything. And Jesus loved and loves. I like to put it in soccer terms. He liked to catch them offside. Jesus always ruled them offside, with gestures, with silences, with challenges, with gazes, with attitudes. The Pharisees could never beat him, because he always knew what they were thinking and what they wanted to do. They thought they had everything under control, and in fact, Jesus was master and lord of himself and of all situations. He pretended to be the loser, but he always won. He looked like a failure, but he was the only one who won. He won us over for heaven, for eternity, with his mercy. What if Jesus finds you and me offside today? Wouldn't it do us good to realize that many times we are offside, but think we are in possession of the ball? I think it's not bad to be ruled offside from time to time. It helps us not to forget that we are creatures and that the game, so to speak, is not ours, but his. Haven't you ever got angry with those who are good to other people who don't seem to deserve it? Haven't you ever got angry with your father or your mother because he or she was good to one of your siblings when you considered they didn't need it? Haven't you ever thought you had the right to judge what your father or mother or anybody in authority should or shouldn't do for others? Haven't you ever got angry at work because your boss wanted to be generous with someone else that you thought didn't deserve it? Haven't you ever judged God for this or the other? Or haven't you ever asked, why did this or that happen? Doesn't it happen to us too that we tell God what to do almost as if we were the judges of the world? Let us learn the lesson that Jesus teaches us today. It's for everyone, for you, for me, for priests, for the laity, for everyone. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. We could almost imagine that at the end of our life, Jesus will ask us face to face, Did you understand what I told you, or do you still believe that you are right? Today, let's learn this lesson together. Let's learn what mercy means. Let's be attentive, because there are several ways to learn at every moment. 
how wonderful it is to see and feel that Jesus is approached by the unclean, the needy, and that only He receives them as they deserve. How wonderful it would be if we felt that we are invited to the Lord's table, that we are never fully healed. Now we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.